0: This is Y-Tune Shuffle.
1: Why tune Shuffle. It's the music that informs our lives.
0: The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. And then
1: we get to pick your brain about why those songs. This is our
0: life. This is
2: our song. I was on a squirt double A team called Bonanza Family Restaurant in uh-huh. Marquette, Michigan.
0: <laughs> and
2: we had the most unbelievable season that I can ever remember. Before every game, we would play Twisted Sister. Turns out we were really, really good. And we went on to win the state championship that year, the Michigan State Championship in 1984. But the whole way back, just playing this song and having our families there on the bus and the moms are cheering and singing. And it just takes me back to being 10
0: and being really, really good as a team on the ice. (laughs) Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives, with your hosts, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. I
1: love a good pun. (laughs) 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 Way to start a Saturday morning. Welcome to the show. This is called Y-Tune Shuffle. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host. With me, the co-host, a.k.a. Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. Good morning.
0: Good morning. (laughs)
1: With us today, I'm very excited for this guest to be here. We performed on a show together in Orange County at a quaint, awesome little room called The Rec Room that Mm. I think... Quaint? Uh, it, was, it was cool. It was a very cool little space. And uh, and uh we performed together. Please give it up for Anya Malik.
2: Give it up for me. Give it up. <laughs> give it up. I'm giving it up. <laughs> Anya. Oh, no, I meant, like, the money. The, give it
0: up. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming. No. Attention sponsors. You heard it here first.
1: You might have seen Anya before because he's got a little campaign for a company called Carl's Jr., you might have heard of. I really,
2: feature, I featured in a couple a... of commercials. <laughs> Just a couple. Just a couple.
1: No big deal. Yeah.
2: Like, what is the voice or is the no, face? The, like, he's in Carl it. Carl Jr.'s. Uh, they have a new thing where uh, Carl Hardy Senior is back to reclaim the company from uh, Jr. In a, <laughs> me and Jr., I guess Jr. has been messing around. He's been, uh, you know, phoning it in. And I'm, I've been Jr.'s cohort. Oh. Like his homie, uh huh. Oh and so wow! We've been irresponsibly. Do you get a bunch of free burgers and fries? Uh, no, 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 not burgers and fries. I get, I get money to buy my own burgers. <laughs> <and fries. laughs> That's a good I mean, payoff. They, they, they pay. Yeah, they they hook it up with. the- Here you go, yay. <laughs> where do you want to support with this? The actors' rate, with the SAG rate is good. So I it's not like burgers. it's
1: not like Paris Hilton, where you have to like eat it all seductively. Like
2: I did have to buy. I did have to buy the burger. It wasn't seductive. They're trying to move away from the salacious imagery, okay. and so. Mm. Uh, you know, don't bother me. <laughs> I'm eating. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm probably the the last shirtless performer you'll see in one of their ads. You're. You're. I'm sure I was. I was the first one. I was in the jacuzzi with a. Because <laughs> that's how I eat headset. my burgers. <laughs> I wasn't eating. It, I wasn't eating a burger in the jacuzzi. I was just. We were just. You know, Cashing clowning it around in we with were, Carl Junior. Yeah, yeah, we were just kicking it. Uh, we weren't both in the jacuzzi. The jacuzzi was in the office, and I'm in the jacuzzi with a VR set, and we're all on VR.
0: I'm old enough to be both of your guys' parent, so um, you said something that struck me as like, oh, wow, I never knew that. Carl Hardy is the name of the originator of this burger joint.
2: Um I'm not exactly sure of the history of That makes uh, sense though, because, because I think they, I think the, the I think this is a this is a, like a kind of a character they created. I, I'm gonna
0: research it because yeah. there was a burger joint called Hardy's. Yeah, it no, still Hardy's exists. Hardy's so, yeah. and
2: Carl's Jr. are the same, are the same company. May but, I have uh, a moment? Yes.
0: This is back from the seventies in the back seat of my mother's Mercury Marquis <laughs> with six, seven children. In the car at the same time, Russ Bucket from upstate New York, and on the radio. Hurry on down to Hardee's, where the burgers are charcoal broiled. Thank you for that memory from the 1970s. Oh, Anya's yeah. amazed. I, I we're going to get along well. great. I, I don't know you. They'll appreciate that. They'll really appreciate that. Well, it's all on you. You can walk in with that. Well, right. But
1: you're also a very talented comedian, Anya, and you've got an album out on iTunes right now called Pop Grids. When did you get started in comedy?
2: Uh,
1: like, do you remember your first open mic?
2: I do remember my first open mic. It was uh, a <laughs> Like, Do I have to place... tell this story? Well, the first open <laughs> mic I'd rather talk about. Um, okay. <laughs> it's the, you know, uh, it's this place called Brainwash Cafe in San Francisco. It was a laundromat slash cafe. I they I had some beers and wines as well. Brainwash, um, Brainwash Cafe, awesome. and uh, every Thursday night they used to have uh, open mic. And uh, if you were in San Fran, if you were a comedian in San Francisco, uh, Brainwash Cafe was mandatory. It was mandatory. Yeah. Uh, even people like um, the legend was that uh, that really kicked it off was that Robin Williams came through one night. But everybody I know that's come through the Bay Area. I mean, everybody I started with, we used to just hang out religiously Thursday nights at the brainwash. And while I was new, other comedians that were like sort of on the upper levels, folks like uh, Shout Out Times, uh, Ali Wong, Moshe Kasher, Ryan Stout, Mo Mandel, Kevin Avery. These folks would come in regularly, not signing up and just, (laughs) you know, crush the scene. and let You know, that's, that's that's that was like it was an institute. You know, mm-hmm. it was uh, and so, so that how did was definitely. Your,
1: how did your first five minutes go?
2: I don't remember the first five minutes. I I was really I, I really liked puns. I, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, grew up in Oakland. Had a very uh, socially aware, definitely heavily. Soaked in my perspective, sort of outlook, and so most of my stuff was like puns on <laughs> puns on political stuff. <laughs> like I think I, I think I had a joke about a Shiite massage. It was, it, was uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. was for sure terrible. I mean, by like starters point standards, I'm sure it was great, but like compared to where I'm at nowadays, it was embarrassing. I'd rather not talk about. Okay. The, the, <laughs> You can't prove it. You can't prove that I was there, actually. <laughs> right. I didn't tell
1: anybody about the first time I did stand up. I was like, the less people that know, the better. And then I wound up talking about my divorce for like five minutes. And like, people, nobody hated it. I had one person in the audience that knew who I was, and they were like, that was amazing. You should do it again. I was like, really? You don't hate me? Okay. Then I was hooked. I was like, that's, I'm doing this all the time now.
2: It was weird. I had, uh, I actually had support from my father. Uh, when I first started well I was also 21 at the time too I saw part of me suspects like my dad always thought he was a funny dude he always like he had the dad humor and he he used to he used to try to break the ice with me and my brother on the (laughs) way back uh to drop us off at our mom's house they were they're divorced so we had the custody situation but the, the rides home we would just be silent sometimes and he would try to Break the ice, and like we could tell before he thought he was about to say, or he was about to say <laughs> something that he thought was about to be funny because he was like, his lips would quiver a little bit, like he was, <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like, Oh, here it comes. Oh, and so, we, like, I always thought that my, my father thought he was funny, and so that, and I, I think he was curious about comedy. And so when I told him I was going to start doing open mics, I think his fascination with comedy and the fact that I was 21 now and we could have beers in the same place—I think he was killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. You know, get to see some. I get to see some amateur comedy or live out my my comedy yeah. dreams vicariously through my son and have a beer with him. Hmm. I like it.
1: Yeah. He. Um. You didn't find your dad funny at all, or I mean, the older you Man. got, you're like, I've heard the same no. joke.
2: Uh, my dad has the capacity for humor for sure yeah, um uh, it's when he's not trying so hard,
1: right. you know like most yeah. of us
0: <laughs> can can you expound a little bit on on your dad what's his name what is what did he do what's he do you
2: know, uh, just my enjoy... father my father's name is Gene. he uh is retired from the phone company. Used to be a frames technician when everything was all about landlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be one of the technicians at the one of the I guess the area hubs. Uh, it's actually how him and my mother met. So whenever people t- try to tell me about workplace romances being a bad idea, I'm like, "Yo, I know, but that's how I got here." Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. very grateful. <laughs> well, Is he yeah. from Oakland too originally? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mom and dad. Well, yeah, he grew up in Oakland. My mom grew up in San Francisco. And actually, my father was uh, probably responsible for most of my knowledge and awareness of the cultural history of Oakland uh, with regards to the Panthers and um, other other movements and activism in like the 60s and 70s, which was I mean, that that was heavily ingrained on me. So I always kind of knew where I came from and kind of some of the the history, not the history you'll find in the books, but from somebody that, oh, yeah, over here, this is where. You know, this is the house where they shot Bobby Hutton and, you know, uh, stuff like that. So he had, I mean, he always, he always kind of put that hometown spirit and pride in me and that awareness also.
1: What made you want to come down to L.A.?
2: Um, Well, you know, I, I actually saw, I started comedy in San Francisco. and I, I, I think it was about three years I had been doing it. It was really, I wasn't getting into the clubs that I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't really without being anxious about it, I had to be out of my place also. So I had to find a new place to live, which is, Bay Area is kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, so uh, I was like, well, damn, I might as well just leave the area and try to not get in at these clubs down there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and be closer to the industry, you know, closer to auditions or whatever opportunities there are in entertainment. Uh, so it was kind of like a timing thing. I had always envisioned moving to LA once i became a comedian i realized that you know it's i was the san francisco is the fourth maybe fourth largest market mm-hmm. in the us mm-hmm. uh la is the second and it was just like the same state it was kind of like a no brainer type mm-hmm. of thing for me like i could i could bang i could bang away here for 10 years and be a really big fish in a small pond maybe make a couple opportunities or i could just you know take the chance and and see what opportunities i can find for myself down here and so and Surprisingly, I'm I'm paying less rent than what I would be paying in Oakland.
1: Wow. That's amazing. For a
2: one-bedroom. We're not going to get into numbers, but...
1: Yeah. No, that's great. And you're doing it. I mean, you're in a commercial. You just had an album come out on iTunes. Open opened for it. David Keckner last week. Like, that's... You're doing it, man.
2: Yeah. No, I guest I featured. I did a guest set. That Whatever. Was, yeah. That was a guest drop-in.
0: <laughs> the fans, as we... I, I know. I'm, I'm know. a fan. I don't know any of that sort of dichotomy or anything, but... You co-hosted, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) The fans don't know anything about those levels.
1: (laughs) Well, how about some songs? Let's do some music. Here we go. Okay. okay. I, I don't
0: know any of these, and I love when I don't know the list.
1: Song number one. Should I save her? Who is
2: this? What is it?
0: This is E-40 and the click. E-40 and the click. Hmm.
1: Why did this make your five, your fake five? What does it bring you? Where, did, where was the this first time you heard
2: it? This brings me to middle school. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I was like 10. Name of the middle school. S.R. Martin. I was 10 years old. I was living at my uncle's house in San Francisco because uh, the commute back and forth between Oakland, Richmond. And San Francisco was a lot. So I, I would just crash in my uncle's house most of the time. And I had my own little room there. So it was kind of my first young independence. You know, I mean, I was, you know, embarking on these public transportation journeys by myself, coming home by wow. myself, you know, watching TV. T- just being really, not really independent, but, like, it was the spark. It was the spark of independence, yeah. you know. Uh, and and this, like, I had never heard of E-40 before that song. It was just so funny to me. It, it, it's a song about... um buying stuff for women that you're trying to uh-huh. uh that you're attracted to and just like spending all your money and just like saving them financially and yeah. so the video was really funny if you know it features you know this dude this like superhero kind of character just coming through and paying girls phone bills and mm-hmm. beeper bills and you know taking their kids out shopping and he's like a player but he's like, like paying sweetheart. for it yeah. yeah it's yeah. like but it is it's, it is he's like a it's like a dude that you don't want to be like because, you know, those dudes get taken advantage of. But... I was going
1: to say, I'm like, where are those dudes today? <laughs> like, you you learned
0: like...
2: for that song was a teacher. That was, <laughs> that that was a it, cautionary tale. Kind of, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, it started off as a cautionary tale. Somewhere along the lines, it became, uh, don't pay for nothing, never. <laughs> <You don't laughs> that's where I'm at shit. right now. That's my, that's, why, that's why I'm happily single. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> split this?
2: <laughs> split? Nah, you... <laughs> Yeah. It went from not saying no, this is on you. Like it's the the table. You
1: invited me out.
2: <laughs> Check no, I'm still inviting you out. Yes or no. E forty and the click. E forty and the click. But E forty is probably my favorite my favorite rapper, man. A lot of people say I sound like him, but um
1: Well how what was school like for you? Did you like going to school?
2: No, nah, I didn't really like I didn't like any of my school experiences. Didn't not the, I, the social parts was weak.
1: Not a lot of friends?
2: No, not a lot of school friends. I went to a lot of different schools. I think I started off, so this middle school I was at, it was a private school that was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. And I before then I came, I was at another school that was, uh, it was mixed, but it was predominantly white. And it was a Catholic Catholic elementary school. I got expelled from it, <laughs> from just culture clashes, I'm gonna call them culture. Looking back, it was cultural. <laughs> Looking back, a lot of it was cultural. Seriously, and so going from a, you know a predominantly white school uh, to a predominantly black school, both private, but they're like it was. It was kind of not a culture shock, but uh, felt like I didn't belong nowhere. I felt from the social from the social standpoint, I wasn't really wasn't really accepted. And so I would spend most of my time in my headphones and just yeah. like listening to the music. Most of the time it was travel. You know, uh, I didn't really have a lot of middle school and elementary school friends. My one homie, my, my like my best friend, even to this day, like my folks, uh, shouts out Kemal. Like we knew each other, but we ended up going to the same high school together. And so, but he was like considerably younger than me. Not like super younger than me, but like a couple classes. So like when I was a senior, he was a freshman. But that was like the best. That was like when I found out he was going to my school, I was like, oh, shit, we're this is finally I have a friend in school that I know, you know, but other than that, like
1: it sounds like it wasn't really,
2: it wasn't a nightmare, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't cool. It wasn't fun. You're like done. Never going back. Yeah. I couldn't wait till that shit was over.
1: Right. But it sounds like, you know, your parents were very enlightened and very in tune with the culture, like you said. And so maybe having that kind of awareness so young, yeah, maybe made it difficult to make friends because you're like, I know what this, you know, like you were very socially aware. So you said,
2: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, a lot of situations I didn't like I used to, you know challenge a lot of not just my peers but my elders, like teachers, you know? yeah, stuff. teachers yeah. and stuff and so some uh, this would happen too in uh at the at the elementary school I went into, you know, some of the things would clash, things that my parents teach me about certain things would would be in opposition with what the, the the teachers were trying to tell me. For example, like Columbus, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like my father and my mom, too. You know, they, they made me aware of the, the history of the United States and how we got to where we are. And so then now when the teacher is telling me about Columbus, I'm like,
1: oh, ah, I don't know, you know, and then that, you know, yeah. that
2: causes disruptions and things like that. Or, you know, maybe having a different awareness than the instructors, it, it didn't really... It didn't put me in a position to socially succeed or, or be a, a standout student. It did put me in a position to be more active in critical thinking which yeah. I didn't know at the time was what I was doing, you know, and they don't really encourage that at the at the younger school. They don't really tell you about critical thinking until you get to the college level. Right. Like, oh, oh, you was, I was supposed to challenge a lot of, I was supposed to question all of that? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, usually when you're coming up in school, it's like, you know, the teacher says, the teacher's the law, the teacher's the Lord. Yeah. You know, anything they say is facts. Yeah. And we don't, we just take it as facts. We don't put it through a filter. We're not encouraged to put it through a filter. And I was, I don't know if I was encouraged. I wasn't discouraged. For sure, through putting things through filters uh, or questioning and examining some of the truths that were being uh, presented, Mm -hmm. uh, or some of the facts that were being presented as truths.
0: Do you spend a lot of time with young people today? Are you connect like nieces, nephews, kids of your own? Like,
2: uh, you think it's different now? I mean, it's definitely different. It's different. It's all. I mean, it's the same because it's different. It's not supposed to be the same, you know. I think the youth now are in a better position to learn because so much information, the actual facts, are all available.
0: I'll give you an example. I, I work with youth mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times. It's youth in probation situations and substance mm-hmm. abuse situations. And we all remember the we all remember the riots, the mm-hmm. Rodney King riots, mm-hmm. which were, in, at least I, I mean, that was huge in in uh, you know coming up. And when you think of uh, Reginald Denny. The truck driver, the guy yanked out of the truck. Right. Most people are cognizant of where that happened mm-hmm. geographically. Mm-hmm. Sure. In general, I mean, it's Vermont and something in South Los Angeles. I was with a young man. We were coming back from a court hearing, and we're driving up the road I live on over in Pacoima, and we got up to this intersection. He goes, "This is where it happened to Rodney King," and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "This is the this is the intersection where that incident went down," and I was sh- I was like, "I live just down the road from here." He's like, and this is a young man, you know, dealing with some stuff. And he's just, he had that information. But I would bet that 90% of the people know where Reginald Denny got, you know, harassed. But nobody knows where it actually happened to Mm. him. Yeah. It's on the corner of Osborne and San Fernando Road. Wow. For your information. All right. right. Yeah. See? See what happens (laughs) here? We get deep.
1: Song number two. Two.
0: Supper tonight. Ooh. A lot of people are going to suffer tonight. Cause the battle is getting hotter. In this iration, it's on my A lot of people won't get no justice tonight. it is so nice
2: in the background is this early I don't know when this came out but uh who is it Willie Williams it was featured in my favorite movie Ghost Dog nice with uh Forrest Whitaker it was uh it's probably the first in the nah, not the first independent film I saw it's my favorite independent movie though for sure my favorite movie Hands yeah. down, period. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. Ghost Dog. Oh, no. uh no. Forrest Whitaker plays an assassin who lives by a samurai code. His best friend, or he befriends like a child. He befriends a child, and a uh, his best friend is like a French dude. Speaks nothing but French, and he doesn't speak any French. <laughs> but they still have these conversations that work on the same level That's and so cool. when you read the, they're like they're talking about the same stuff to each other in different languages, languages and they don't you know but they're acknowledging that they don't know each other's language and it was just a really dope movie to me there's a lot of uh, a lot of elements um a lot of foreshadowing and, and thematic sorts of uh well, there's just a lot of themes that, that that play on through the movie it was just like one of my favorite movies came out in 2000 where'd you see it I saw it in I think it was the AMC in hilltop. If that's an AMC, I, where's Hilltop? In Hilltop it? is Richmond. Hilltop okay. is in Richmond. Century, no Century Sixteen Hilltop. I forget the name of this theater. It's been so long. But that's when you first heard this song. But yeah, that's when I first heard the song. I like reggae. I like. I do too. I, I do like the more dance hall type of stuff, but I I really do like the 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 roots reggae. Which is funny because I've heard that song or that 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 beat. <laughs> I've heard that beat until like seven songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and that, I, I was thinking this must be
0: early something because I worked at a place called the Haunt in upstate New mm-hmm. York, roots rock and reggae. The Tells came, mm-hmm. uh, Yellow Man came through there. Uh, yeah, just uh, Dennis Brown came through there. Just some incredible reggae acts. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it is earlier. It is an older older track, mm-hmm. um, from what I understand, but. Uh, it's one of those songs that's got a, you know kind of got a little message. Um, yeah. If you play it on some speakers, the bass really kicks in heavy. Yeah. Uh, some of that you know relaxation, which is funny. Reggae is always like no matter how relaxing or well, chill it's funny. Just, there's there's two there's two different things. There's there's the reggae and the dance hall, and the reggae is like you know it sounds like it's really like chill and comfortable music. You can hang out and vibe. But if you listen to the words, you're like, damn, it's just life is pretty. Up. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say, like, I was digging it, and then all of a sudden, they're like, they like yeah. there's gonna be a lot of kids who yeah. don't eat tonight. What? Yeah. Oh. This, this, this okay. People are not gonna get no justice today. you like, oh. damn, this is, this is some good music. Can you pass me that drink. <laughs> and then, like, dance hall is the same way. You're like, damn, I like this song. This is, like, you know, upbeat. I wanna dance, but, you know, they talk about killing gay dudes in the song. And you're like, oh, man, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you like, I love
1: it, but I hate myself. What? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. like, what's going on, man? Yeah. I thought this was, you know.
1: There's songs like that where I think about. I think uh what's her name N- little Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. she does mm-hmm. one <laughs> she's like uh I keep my nana like oh, damn it how does it go I'm going to play it cuz now uh-huh. I want you to hear <laughs> yes I do the cooking uh, Yes I do uh, the cleaning Listen uh, to the words <laughs> Sweet for oh, your eating <laughs> Yes you be the boss And yes I be respecting Whatever that you come Cause it's pain you be spitting oh, Well like that's not wh- bad No uh-huh. she's like I do the cooking I do the cleaning And then yes I'm gonna keep my vagina Sweet for you Like that's like the most anti Yeah uh-huh. I know It's like the most Anti-feminist But,
2: but you get in Head though it. Head is a power move <laughs> I think So <laughs> you know yeah. it's, Alright Alright I thought that's it was gonna be worth that like that's not that's, that's you can I could find some Nicki Minaj that's gonna have that. <laughs> what you are trying to say. That's not the one. That's not the one. All
0: right.
2: It's getting hot in here. I'm gonna take off all my clothes.
0: Now. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord.
1: So this movie, Ghost Dog, is this kind of maybe the first window into yeah, like movies are a thing that you can make. Was this kind of like a, a realization that yeah, I could be an actor?
2: No, no. Um, I'm just projecting on you. No, no, it's good. No, it's think- good. Um, I think my father put me out there at an earlier age into performance arts. So I used to—that's to, so interesting. Um, I used to, you know, read poetry at cafes. Wow. Um, when I was like ten, eleven, twelve. Stuff that you wrote. All the way wrote? up to fifteen. Yeah, 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 All the way. Probably about. Probably stopped doing that at around eighteen. But I would always, my father, he would always take us to movies because I don't think he really knew what activities really to do with us on his days, you know. So we would either chill out at his house or uh, we would go to a movie. He would pick us up from school or we would meet after we got out of school. And then we had to be back at mom's by, what, like 830 or something. Yeah. And so we only had like about five hours to hang out on his days. And so I think he was just right. We we saw a lot of movies. Mm-hmm, we saw yeah. a lot of movies. We <laughs> would take us to a lot of movies. We would talk about the movies. We you know.
1: Wow, the, that's amazing.
2: When was the last time you went to the movies with your dad? Ah. Uh, <sighs> and could you do it today? I could. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. Actually, you know, no. The last time I saw the, uh, me and Dad, we saw uh, we saw Get Out. So it wasn't that <laughs> oh, it wasn't nice. that it wasn't that long ago. It was yeah, probably yeah. like February or March or something. Oh, good. Ooh, Does he come that was down, a down in? and yeah (laughs) like oh man we overdue no 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 no. we did it we did it we did it
1: (laughs) does he come down here and visit
2: no not so much i mean if he's down here we'll we'll visit but he he hasn't been to my place but he's in sacramento so okay unless he's got a a, a reason for coming down Mm -hmm. he's He's older, so he's you know he likes to keep his things. Mm-hmm. He likes to be in his comfort zone. You know he's, he he mm-hmm. does you know, he goes to his spots. He goes to he uh it was like he was doing the same thing in Oakland. He had yeah. his he had his cafes. You could find him at. I think the funniest thing ever the most funniest awkward moment I ever had involved my dad. It was like the first identifiably awkward moment. <laughs> it was my mom's weekend. It was my mom's custody weekend she had to be at work or something. And so we were at my babysitter's house for like, I think we were either spending the night or we're going to be there real late at night. But this, you know, so she drops us off at our babysitter's house and, um, Oh, shouts out Tiffany Walter, if you are listening. So we was at our babysitter's house this one particular day. And, you know, my mom lived in Richmond, but the, our babysitter lived in North Oakland and my dad lived in West Oakland, but they're closer to each other. My babysitter and my father, and I think we went somewhere. We went somewhere outside with Tiffany, a babysitter, and uh, we ran into Dad. Whoa! You know, it was like we ran in. Yeah, we ran in, and then we had to do that like small talk thing. Like, so, oh, oh okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, see you later, Dad. I like guess I'll he, see you, you on your. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He saw us out, and we're like, you know, was like, oh, that's Dad. You know, and he's oh. like, oh, I ran into my my children we were kids at the time, too. But it was like, I wanted to go with him. But it was like, it's not his weekend. They had this whole, you know, they had this whole thing. And so it was like, oh, well, you're not doing nothing. Well, uh, I guess we... I guess we uh we're going back with uh with her. We'll, I guess we'll see you on tu- Tuesday. Uh, uh, uh all right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like weird to run into your father as I a child. Wonder how he felt about it. I wonder yeah. how your dad felt about uh, it. Oh, I never asked him about it, but I'm going to ask him about it one day. I was like, I don't even know if he remember. Do you remember that day you ran into us? It was <laughs> like and then we like parted for a minute and it was it was it was really it was awkward for me i think sure. a therapist would have a field day with that <laughs> i'm sure but it's
0: like we're all children of divorce here in this room right uh-huh, you know yeah. i was i never even remember my parents being married and those custody battles those trips back and forth between mm-hmm. the drop off spots i get home sometimes and i drive by the drop off spots and i get the i get like <laughs> little butterflies in my stomach like eh, messed up. Mm. but it's not you know it's interesting it it's, uh, it's a way of life here in america hey you know? man mm-hmm.
1: Maybe like that's just the first realization that. People are doing other things at the same time that you are because I think we get so self-centered, you know. We're like, "Oh, it's time with mom or babysitter now." See, th- and you're like, "I know that mom's supposed to be responsible and she's at work, so this is the thing that we're doing." And you're like, "Oh yeah, dad. like that's another right. op- that's another option." We should we have
2: forget- been. It seemed like he yeah. wasn't doing shit that day. Like you know, he was <laughs> maybe handled a couple. Of er- we could have easily went and hung out with him right. that day. You yeah. know what I mean? But because of their arrangement, yeah. you know, even though we weren't with mother, like who physically stubborn you yeah. know it we should be able to go over there we should be able to oh we'll catch up with you later tiffany i'm gonna kick it with dad for the but we couldn't because of the guidelines of right the, and the tiffany's agreement. like it's i want to like, get
0: paid <laughs>
2: she'd still get paid but uh <laughs> it was just it, it was it was yeah it was, was kind of whack yeah so many questions as they'd like, say in the early 70s that's heavy <laughs> <laughs> That's heavy. <laughs> but it wasn't really heavy it was just like it was uncomfortable yeah you know yeah, yeah. Who's, like, uh, who's your brother uh, my brother. Uh, is it just the two of you? Yeah, Yeah. just the two of us. Uh, he's younger, what's three it? about three years younger than me. His name is Armand.
1: Clearly, you guys hang out a lot and talk a
2: lot. No, no, he's in <laughs> Seattle. He's in Seattle. Oh wow, um, what's he doing up there? Uh, he's a a grocer. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's working at a, a grocery chain. Popular one, which I will not name because we're not giving them any promo. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And he would also appreciate me not mentioning his employment, probably. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But uh, he's yeah, he's been out in Seattle with me and my brother. Funny man, like we get along, kind of, kind of. When we're separated, when we like, you know, we're we're apart, we we miss each other, and then we get together like five minutes. We're like, all right,
1: that was enough. That was
2: enough. (laughs) <laughs> It'll be like, you know, all year round. Be like, yo, we got a kick. Come on, man. Where you coming out today? Where you coming to Seattle? Where we going link yeah. up? Da, 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 da. We get together five minutes. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. you, fool. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here, man. <laughs> all right. Song number three. It, first, man? I'm going to
1: start off like this. Hey, help me sing it,
2: homeboy. Come on. say Coke 45 and two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. We can go to the park, tap the dog, smoke that dumb weed the marijuana burn, we can take our turn Singing them dirty rap songs Stop and hit the ball like chichen Chong takes from here to Hong Kong So roll, roll, roll my joint Pick out the season stems Fillin' highest helpline through Palmdale <laughs> They can on, sing. Uh-huh. This is a singing
0: group. So roll, yeah. roll
2: the 83 Cadillac group to build Mm-hmm. And my just don't sell. I bet my yeah, that just I mean that's got that's, that's, that's
0: not so a, you know, That's <laughs> that, that, that's a song. That's, a, that's musical. You know, like I just
2: that, oh, yeah. that sounds like a choral, like a men's <laughs> choral group. <I>
0: mean, <laughs> no, mean, one dude. Uh, that's, that's one, one guy. guy. It sounds one like a guy. group of guys.
2: He, that, he's playing the music on there too. Ugh. He's playing. The, he plays a double neck guitar. It's Afro Man.
0: Heck yeah. Oh, that's Afro Man. Yeah. It's Afro Man. Oh, I used to use that in a class all the time. Really?
2: Because I got high. The God got high, yeah, that was guys. off that. It was off that same album. Uh, actually, that yeah. was the, the follow up. His follow up single.
0: I used to, to that. talk to kids about weed with that. Like, what's Afro <laughs> Man saying in this song? Yeah. I don't smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, be careful.
2: Mm. That song sort of represents a time in my life. About what? Two thousand one. This was like eighteen year old Anya. Mm-hmm. You know, just finally driving, finally hanging out at parties by myself, just being out and about. And that song was for sure, Afro Man was for sure part of the soundtrack of, yeah. of my my young adult life. Uh uh-huh. um, Yeah, man, that's, that's, man.
1: What were you driving? What was your first car?
2: 1986 Mercury Cougar.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Oh, yeah, with Cougar. the 5.0 in there. <laughs> yeah, with oh. the 5.0 engine. Oh, you couldn't tell me shit. Uh-huh. I mean, the car was beat up, like the paint was beat up, but you still... You still couldn't tell me a thing. I had a DVD player in there. Wow! But I had a portable DVD player that I used to just <laughs> that I could just rig Lighter. up. And say, yeah, I was just this was before this, that stuff was was installed. I just had me just like a loose ass DVD player. Um And man, yeah, I just, just you know, man, that was yeah. I used to just be all over the place in this in this Cougar. What year and was it? 1986 Cougar. The year that I was driving, it was a. Uh,
0: Two thousand one. Uh, yeah. That uh, the Cougar lo- logo used to be, get it at the sign of the cat. That's how they <laughs> would say,
2: buy your Cougar now. Get it at the sign of the cat,
0: and it'd be right up there in the Lincoln Mercury. You know,
2: the yeah. Cougar was dope though. That was like you know mm-hmm. that was like Mercury's Mustang. Oh was right? yeah. was I was. Like, a, I had a girlfriend that had a Cougar, Cougar in Boston. Shit man, yeah, Cougar. Uh, I loved that car. Yes, you did. Uh, got told. I had to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> got impounded. I caged some coffee. They
0: caged the cougar. <laughs> oh, they
2: put it away. Yeah. Uh, did you get it out, or was that? No, it? no, a- that was it. That was it. I was driving with no license, and uh, oh. mm, I was on the way to meet some girls,
1: mm-hmm. and they ended That's up having to pick case. me up. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: And so now, and needless to say, the last time I heard from them.
0: That's
2: a shame <laughs> Well one, yeah I think one of them Liked me And was trying to Hey we was going To this Guapale concert At the time Or somebody's concert mm-hmm. And then yeah I got pulled over And was like Hey can y'all uh, Why don't y'all Meet me over here And let me put All of my my Worldly say, possessions In your car Did, did
1: <laughs> you get your DVD player out Oh and, yeah yeah, okay. yeah.
2: I don't think I had it in there that time But yeah It was definitely It was definitely One of my Comedic error moments <laughs> <laughs> For sure It was like it was, oh, I could have I could have been kicking it tonight, uh, uh. but unfortunately, no. But yeah, it was good though. You know, we, you know the uh, the time that me and the Cougar spent together were cherished. Some of the journeys that we took. How did the Cougar come into your life? Where did you get it? How it was did... my uncle. My uncle <laughs> bought it. My uncle bought it. He salvaged it. He used to buy. It. He used to buy uh, salvaged title vehicles, fix them up, sell them again. The
0: uncle you stayed with when you went to Minnesota. Yeah. School? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He overcharged me for that thing. Uh, he thinks I doesn't know he thinks I don't know about it, but you know, we don't talk about it so much. Uh-huh. But uh if you are listening Uncle Brother, you know I you know I know. You, you know, know, I know I know you know. got me. You, got, the you, the you, got you look me. at the blue <laughs> book on this one. <laughs> you know I know you got me. It's okay. You know. We we but I know. All right. That's enough of that.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done it all day. <laughs>
2: But yeah, no, those were those, yeah, those were uh,
1: do you ever road trip in it? Ever take your buddies out and go?
2: Oh man, so this is the first time I was driving, you know, used to meet women or like be online trying to talk to women, like Mm -hmm. maybe like 50, 60 miles away. So, or like a friend (laughs) would be like, Yo, I'm about to go to Rialto or not Rialto, uh, Park, you know, which. Which is like an hour drive uh, if you're in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> but you're young, you're like, oh, it's going to be some, she got a friend. you like, yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> Get some snacks. <laughs> yeah. And so I used to just, you know, I, it used to be not a problem at all to Roach. I actually used to take it to like the Redwoods when I was working as a camp counselor. And it, those drives up there, though, were kind of cool, man. It was kind of cool. One of the. The first times I used to really just test it out, and you know, what I mean, just drive distance. I've learned to enjoy driving long distances, yeah. like of my friends. I'm probably the driver, yeah, even though I don't drive a car right now. I mean, uh,
1: you have to be to be a comedian, I yeah. mean, a road comic, anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think I think it's those all those trips, the, the time I put in in the Cougar was like listening to Afro Man. I figured out that, um, his the length of his album was like an hour, and so any, uh, Lengthy road trip, you know, I would break the hours down in albums. So, like, oh, that's a four hour drive. Oh, that's number four albums. We get there, you know, we get there in four albums. (laughs) So, like, that, yeah, that was Afro Man was definitely a part of that. And so, uh, what else was a part of it? Uh, what other albums would I throw in there? Like would be the album, uh, Ghostface Killer, Uh the uh, Supreme Clientele, which I should have included a song from there, which is probably my favorite album of all time. I probably bought that album in E40s in a major way more times than I bought any, any one album in my life. I probably bought each of those albums like three times, (laughs) twice on CD and then once in the digital download. Mm -hmm. Who else? Uh, Jay-Z's The Blueprint, Too Short, Cocktails.
1: Kind of like a rotating,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just play Afro Man twice. <laughs> I just let it like, yo, we just got to listen Afro Man three times. We there, man. We, it's a three hour trip. It's nothing. We there.
1: <laughs> I get that way. That's great.
2: Like thinking of it in terms of album. I don't know. Music helps me drive a lot. If you, if I listen straight, if it's just me driving, though, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like, which is always funny. Like. Riding with other people, if somebody else is driving, like people always want you to be awake and navigate and all this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, man, y'all go to sleep. If I'm driving, I'm like, please, you guys go to sleep. and right. put my music on. We'll, well be get there. Out of my headspace. We- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna be there. We'll <laughs> get Don't there. Don't watch
1: me think and drive. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> That's great that's how I know like how to Uber like I have a one particular CD that's pretty cool so if I just start it it's about 90 minutes all the way through and Mm -hmm. then I'm like then I'm done that's it I went through (laughs) the I went through the whole CD once I don't need to do any more driving that's Mm -hmm. good I I can totally relate cool stuff man All right, song number four
2: When it comes to
1: me I fall for the guys With the bedroom eyes It
0: starts out great But before That voice is so recognizable, I think You know who that is, is. Oh, come on, Mr. help me, help me.
2: It's Patti
0: LaBelle mm-hmm.
2: Mr. Oh. I never heard dead. it. Oh, yeah, this is not one of our more popular tracks. But...
1: Patty LaBelle.
2: This is Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight,
0: actually. Oh, oh.
2: 's got to be a story
0: behind this one uh-huh. mm-hmm. a y2 shuffle
2: I don't
1: do duets there it is
2: and it's a duet
1: on <laughs> <laughs> why
2: uh that song that song is a shout out to my mother who used to my mom she she liked to play music in her car too and in, where I took it with the albums she would take it with the one song. And so <laughs> she would play the one whatever the song was that she liked. We was gonna hear that to death. We was going and this was the only song that she would play marathon style that I actually liked. Oh,
1: that's so <laughs> funny. Like the marathon,
2: like, no, marathon style. Like so it's all day. All day. And this was like in the cassette tape days. So oh. the single will rewind. It had that automatic, you know, with the yeah, <laughs> it is oh, I set was right. to rewind. Yeah. Click. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. oh. And we would just be sitting there, you know, waiting for the song to rewind. Like, you gonna do this again, mom? You gonna play this one again? You ain't got no? I know you got some oh, other tapes. Can you introduce God. us to your mom? What's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shouts out Mariette. I mean, I know it's weird for me to call you that over the air, but I mean, that's her name, uh, mom. Mom. Um, getting to know her. yeah she, dude. She, yeah, she would. She would love to play the one song to. Death.
1: What were some of the ones you didn't like that she would play?
2: It's not that I didn't like them; I just didn't like them in that that much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, she played like we're you good. Know,
0: uh-huh.
2: I remember Shanice, Shanice Williams. I like your smile. She would play oh, yeah. a lot. Tony Braxton, Never oh, Breathe yeah. Again. A lot of Patty LaBelle. She would, she would work. She she was working some Patty LaBelle. Man, Patty LaBelle is probably probably my favorite vocalist of all time. I don't think there's anybody that could sing better than Patty LaBelle. Anyways. She would do Janet Jackson a lot.
1: Your mom had good Mariah taste. Carey. Yeah. She was the contemporary singles. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, really
2: at the cool. time, it was new. You know, yeah. what I mean? was, these were like the new. Um, there was a time she used to play hip hop for us. She used to play rap for us in the car. But then she stopped. <laughs> she stopped. I guess it was too. I don't know. She used to play. She used to play Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre like all the time when she had the single. She had the single, and then. Slowly, that that's just stopped. Somebody uh-huh. just woke her up. <laughs> Somebody was, <laughs> you know, this, know is this is misogyny. This is you know. So she couldn't she couldn't really support that with us. But yeah, she that was her style though. She would play a song. This was before CDs was in the car, so she would play a song. She would you know that was her song. It was the soundtrack of the day. Yeah, you know. And so us getting dropped off from school, we we hear we would hear Brandy full times. You know, by the time <laughs> we got to the freeway. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so, but
1: did she sing it? Was she a singer?
2: No, nah, she didn't sing in the car. she just vibe out to to the tracks. But if there's anything I remember about those trips though, it was for sure one song that was <laughs> <laughs> it was what's the song of the day? What's the song of the morning yeah that's that's all you hear and when you pick when you when when I'm picking you up, I'm playing getting. that song too. I used man when I was in elementary though uh I used to couldn't you know there was this after. After school daycare place I used to hang out, I used to absolutely hate it because, you know, I, that was just all social stuff. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't really tight with anybody. And so I would I would be so excited when it was time to go that I knew I knew what my mom's keys, the rhythm of my mom's keys jingling yeah. <laughs> sounded like like I didn't have to be like she had she could just be approaching the building but I knew like from the other side of the building like oh that's my mom's keys <laughs> like oh, time I to go that. I love that that's, yeah. what,
0: that's what we're talking about where does your mind go what are the memories when yeah. you hear a that song that's yeah.
2: amazing
1: do you remember your parents going through a divorce or did you enjoy any uh, of their marriage
2: I mean I remember I didn't really enjoy I just remember them arguing they used to argue a lot that's mm-hmm. all I really remember was yeah. them arguing and then um,
1: your mom sounds like a super sassy independent person did she do a lot of social activism? Is that what you
2: No, uh she was definitely uh a witty. She really didn't take any nonsense, but uh that was like her, you know, her her and her sisters, they were kind of, you know, raised to do more than stand up for themselves, you yeah. know. Um and so a lot of times that would clash with some of my father's upbringing. And my father, he he came from uh he was an army he was an army kid oh, interesting. and his my grandfather was a monster, man. He was a monster he was uh he used to drink and uh cheating like beat up my grandmother mm-hmm. and so when they argued, and my dad i think he uh he endured a lot of that and so I think in his marriage, his example of what a marriage was and how he didn't like that, I think he, in his mind, he might have said that you know as long as I'm not drinking and cussing out my wife and beating her up. I'm a good guy. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, he would he would throw verbal shots. They would be arguing about some, and then my father would bring my, my mom's weight into it or something like that. And you know, in his mind, he's not he's not the same monster his dad was. But I don't think he really. I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was aware of how he was contributing to the problem. They both kind of contributed well, to problems. Yeah. They were both they were both unrelenting mm-hmm. in uh in in their positions and their stances, and so. Yeah, it was unfortunate that they that they shit had to dissolve. But, you know, I think it would have been worse if they tried to stick it out. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times people forcing it only causes more problems. You know, keeping appearances and all that stuff only creates bigger scandals down the line. And so, you know, they I don't know. I think they handled it as mature as they could. I don't I don't really remember what they were like together. I I think I remember seeing them kiss once, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I thought it was the grossest thing I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a child at the time, right. so any sort of, yeah. you know, any affection was like, ugh. But I think I only saw that once. And so. Um... Wow. How is this perception this a, is this a podcast or are we doing therapy right now yeah. <laughs> where's the couch i mean this do I, uh, my, do you my guys bill
0: me uh, <laughs> when when we developed this show, it was just we were both on that wavelength where a lot of us you know our a lot of us are, our diary is our music, you know, yeah. and when I hear a song, it throws me you hear your mom's keys jingling you know mom's yeah there, you know i Certain tempo of the idle engine coming up the road. Okay, Mm -hmm. dad's home, you know, or my stepfather's, you know, situation. And, you know, we're all in the same boat. and, And I think a lot of us have survived by music. So we always go down this road. White mm. tune Shuffle. Yes, you're in
2: therapy. <laughs> yes. Tell us about your a childhood, our, Anya. A lot of
1: our guests <laughs> cry on this show. Also, I cry
2: so. my ass off on yep. this show. I love it. Well, it's about to get a little more accelerated. All right. Song oh, let me get number... position.
0: Let me get my position. Song number five. Oh. Good song.
1: Anya's smiling real big. Dave's
0: rocking out. It's song man where does
2: it take you uh this song this song is
1: Mike Snow Animal to, yeah it takes me
2: to uh a, a time maybe like 2014 15 I was with uh, a woman we lived together her name was Carrie Melvin that was that was the song that we we liked. like i don't know she uh i had played it or something it was on pandora and i was like i like this song and she was like i love this song and i was like yeah. i think th- i think that was our song yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, she's no longer with us, man. And so every time I, I hear it, it kind of takes me to that bittersweet, you know, those times we shared. How uh, did you meet her? I met her at an open mic. She was not a comedian. She was just there at an open mic. It was at Mills. and uh, Oh,
1: wow. Okay, yeah, here. Yeah, Mills
2: down here. And on Highland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really hit it off. I don't know. She i never seen anybody that enjoy my, my comedy that much. I don't know. It was like... I could, I was, I was doing my jokes and stuff, but I was looking at her face, looking back at me, and it was, it was kind of, um, it was kind of life changing. You know what I'm saying? I never forget her looking at me like with this wonder and amazement. Like, you know, I don't even think I was really doing any hard bits that were like killer. She yeah. was just like this dude, and I was, I was like, you're fine too. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was pretty amazing, man. And so yeah, we, uh, we started, we started going out. We lived together. We were together probably about a year, maybe mm-hmm. a year and a couple months, um, and she was murdered. Man, she was murdered. That was a that was a really a really dark time, really troubling. I was there when it happened. It oh was some dude, yeah. So I had to go through the whole law and order process of mm-hmm. it. You know, from you know, actually being there and talking to police and detectives and interviews and. You know, picking individuals out of lineups and and testifying and doing all this stuff. You know, it was it was it was very, very taxing emotionally. Yeah, super taxing emotionally. And then you know, but but that song always you know always it has a, a couple of messages in it. You know, it's kind of like you know how we, like, am I free or am I tied up? You know what I mean? Like that. That sort of uh the posturing we do or some of the things that we. You know, we seek to achieve and the reasons we seek to, to achieve or attain them. Essentially, we just animals messing with the basic urges that kind of dressed up and, 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 you know, sort of added on and, and accentuated or, or all these other things. And so they might not seem like animal urges or animal inclinations, but at the root of it, it's, it's all pretty basic. But, yeah, man, I miss her all the time, though. Carrie Melvin, you know, rest in peace.
1: Let's celebrate her. Tell, what what did she what was her favorite food? What I mean, what was her favorite TV show to watch and
2: Uh she liked she liked the the New Girl a lot. Yeah, she was yeah. really into New Girl. She actually appeared uh she was actually an extra. That's great. In, a, <laughs> in, ex, in an in episode <laughs> of the New Girl, but she liked it. She liked the New Girl a lot. Mm-hmm. The food she ate, she she liked the she liked a lot of salads though. She wasn't really she was off of gluten, so she was she wasn't really into in the hella heavy Heavy breads and stuff like that. But, um, I wonder uh, if the guys
0: writing these songs ever really conceptualize the men and women that write these songs ever really. Mm-hmm. This song is going to have a very, very specific and unique purpose in someone's life.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah. What did, did you guys ever argue? Was there any like something ridiculous that you would ever argue about?
0: Uh,
2: I hope so. Otherwise, I'm Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,. It's kind of hard to think back on arguments and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's, you know, so much. So she wasn't inside the girl that jokes.
1: like left the towel on the floor in the bathroom, and you're like, "Come on!" No, I was.
2: I was for sure the guy. That <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's. Come on now. <laughs> Those are the arguments. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. left. You know, you gotta, you gotta do some, that's some a- house cleaning stuff yeah. you don't ever do i'm not your mother i was like oh <laughs> it's why like did, those, you say that? did you say that uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh i for sure i had to learn to be a better dude with her
1: would you say you are
2: uh yeah well i mean better every day you know at least one percent that's the goal be one percent better but not for sure like the the actually it was the only girlfriend i actually ever had Mm-hmm. We didn't like we didn't like using those titles of boyfriend and girlfriend though cuz it was like it's it's kind of limiting and it's kind of prescribed.
1: You yeah, you this guys were just like we're doing this. Yeah, we we're, 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 we're together,
2: l- but we're not yeah, we're we're this partners. This is my girlfriend. Huh? Right, right. Yeah. It just sounds so cookie cutter, it sounds basic. It's it, the title kind of it, it takes the I'm identity I'm out like, of This is my carry. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah,
1: Probably. thank you. Let's take a little brain break. We've gone through five songs, pretty heavy stuff, and I think this is a great time to play a little game that David and I love called Band or Bar. And our guest last week picked a, picked a location for us, and Dave has spent all week researching names of bars and bands. And this week, where did we go? Are we in Rhode Island?
0: We are in Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. That's where we've traveled to. And uh, and how this works, Anya, basically, is in my research, I examine local bars that have unique and interesting names. And then Mm. I follow that up by researching the names of different local bands. Mm. And your job, along with Maggie, is to tell me, am I telling you the name of a band or a bar? And you've Mm. got to decide, are you going to go out to eat at this place or are you going to go listen to some music?
1: There's no points.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We only get one because we tried with three weeks ago. Okay, So if you're in Providence, Rhode Island, and somebody says that uh, they would like to go to... Ogie's Trailer Park. Would you be going to uh get some food or at Ogie's Trailer Park would you be going to hear some really great interesting music? Hmm. On the other hand, if an individual were to say, "Hey, are you down for Angry Salad?" What? Are you down for Angry Salad? What? Would you be getting your belly full or would you get <laughs> would you be getting an ear full in Providence, Rhode Island? Angry your Salad. Your choices are Angry Salad, is that the bar name or the band name? Or Ogie's Trailer Park. Is that the band name or the bar name?
1: Wow.
2: I think Angry Salad is the name of a band.
1: I was going to say Ogie's Trailer Park was the band, and that Angry Salad was like a make-your-own-salad place. So,
0: Anya's going to go to Ogie's Trailer Park and hear Angry Salad. You're going to go to Angry Angry Salad Salad and hear Ogie's Ogie's Trailer Trailer Park.
1: Park. Uh Uh-oh. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well... Anya has won uh, <laughs> this, uh, this contest because yes. Ogie's Trailer oh, Park in Providence, Rhode Island, <laughs> located at 1155 <laughs> Westminster Street in Rhode Island. Talk about an all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-get uh, stop. Ogie's Trailer Park, hip, slick, and cool. Their, their promo's amazing if you go online and look at it. They do parties, events, Granny Boo's Kitchen Menu, 66 American beers, including Guinness. Uh, they got seasonal cocktails. There's a room for press and gallery, and the outdoor patio and tiki bar is, is where it's all going to go down.
1: Okay, let's go.
0: Uh, you will not be able to see Angry Salad because, uh, no, Angry Salad uh, had their minute uh, in Providence. They got together at Brown University. Um, they put out some albums. not too, They were um, an alternative rock band from Boston, Massachusetts, but they formed at Brown University in Providence in 1993, hmm. and it was all said and done by 1997. Oh but um if you do uh check out their their music is all available online. You can still hear <laughs> it. It's very interesting. Milkshake. We'll <laughs> I would uh Oh, it's, a, it's an indie it's an indie label yeah indie label doesn't say self produced right yeah but just uh,
1: angry salad yeah they yeah. throw tomatoes at their audience
0: <laughs> uh, I well
2: they I think that was they were trying to make
0: a statement
1: they of were some drumming kind. with carrot sticks they, they, they might
0: have been
2: they might have been <laughs> it's like yo we eat salads but we thugs too you know <laughs> yeah. some shit will go down past the, the ranch <laughs> you <know>? vegan. <laughs> thank you for playing
0: band name or bar name and uh, Anya is our winner uh, congratulations yeah. and win lose or draw Anya your job now is to take us on a journey anywhere in the world and anywhere you want we'll research it and you're going to give us the location for next week's bar name or band
2: name a city or a state or whatever it doesn't matter
0: the region can be a county the region. it could be a city
2: um you know be specific how about since i mentioned it earlier ronard park <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's great like a, ronard park. i forget what county that's in Hold on, let me look ronard that. i don't even know that's spelled. ronard, spell. ronard. R O H N E R T. Roner Park. Roner Park. Ronert. Ronert Park.
0: What's the county? Is that still? I think it's in,
2: it's in Sonoma County. Sonoma
0: County. Yes. Got okay. It. So it'll be. That's great. Ideally. In, yeah. Ropa.
1: All right. Well, now that we've gotten your location for band name or bar name for next week, let's go back. I feel like we've kind of grown up with you a little bit, gotten your fave Five, bringing it current to 2017. What's your guilty pleasure? What are you enjoying right now that maybe if your friends knew about Guilty how pleasure. Been like what
2: i'm really i'm i i do get embarrassed, I do get embarrassed. <laughs> we're i've been down. watching i've been watching supergirl
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm not embarrassed because i watch it and it's you know but it's really bad it's really it's really like oh man it's like teen drama like i like i like comics i like i like you know d c mythology marvel mm-hmm. cinematic universe and you know marvel mythology
1: Obviously, you're wearing a
2: flash shirt today. Yeah, I like the flash. Yeah, actually, me and Carrie used to watch the flash a lot when it was new, and and we used to we used to laugh because you know it's 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 mostly an action show, but it's on CW, so they got to fix that the drama. And like any one of the characters Iris, anytime one of uh, anytime Iris starts talking, mm-hmm. they throw this little piano. They throw the. You hear these couple keys appear. It's like, oh shit, it's about to get dramatic. It's about to. Oh, it's about to get. Oh, it's about to get sentimental. Here she go. Here she yeah. So like she says And Barry, Bing,
0: Bing, bing, Ding, Ding, do, do, do,
2: Like you'll be no music. Then she starts talking, and it's just like, oh, we gonna. Get, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go refill my whatever. Uh-huh. Tell me what she complained about. Tell me what the drama is when I get back. But but Supergirl is like. A bunch of those moments and uh-huh. it's like oh man and, and i'm like why am i watching
1: this man? because you secretly love it all right well we won't tell but
2: <laughs> i don't think we've told everyone secret safe here <laughs> <laughs> why tune shovel
1: yes now thinking back very hard can you relive or tell or walk us through your very first concert experience
2: yeah the first concert i ever went to was a t was a trl concert it was a trl concert really starring destiny's child wow in uh, Concord, the Concord Pavilion. I was actually, this is around that 2001, 2002 time frame. I was working, this is actually how I came in contact with Afro, man. I, I was working for a, a universal, or I was interning at Universal Music Video Distribution wow. Center in San Francisco. Interning for uh, a label rep at MCA. No, RCA. Yeah. But the, a friend of mine was a, a, a college rep. He was a college rep uh, for another label. I want to say, I think it was just Universal in general. He was like a, a rep for Universal overall. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he had the he had the hookup on these on this concert. you yeah. know? And I mean, I had the hookup on a lot of shows at the time um, when I was interning there. But that was the first time I had ever been to a concert, and and so.
1: Did you get to bring anybody?
2: Uh, no, no. I went. I went by myself. Wow. Was, I'm not really a coordinator of. of Of multiple people plans. Every once in a while, I coordinate something with people, but I'm like, I I like to move when it's time to move instead of when you're comfortable in your own school. I'm like, man, man, y'all meet me there, you know, I'll meet you there, but yeah. Like, the more (sighs) people involved in the plan, uh, the more you need to plan for things to go off plan. Uh (laughs) This 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 is is like a lifelong situation, (laughs) (laughs) though, Anya. I mean, it's like, do you want to play
0: right now, Anya? No, I'm waiting for my mom's keys to jingle. (laughs) (laughs) She can be right here. Good. right <laughs>
2: <laughs> there were a few times i got up and they weren't the keys i was like
0: oh, oh so let like, me okay. see those <laughs>
2: so i said i hear the keys and i'm like oh. bootleg oh. bootleg keys
0: first oh, time somebody went to their concert alone yeah, yeah I, I like it I, I i do stuff
2: like that
1: yeah. yeah before we get into your corner of the internet talk about your album
2: uh pop grits is my first independent label release shouts out mad records mm-hmm. uh i mean it was i was really i was really kind of proud of myself for putting putting it together I was from every 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 aspect of it was better than I thought it was going to be it was everything was everything was clicking it was a it was a family affair man it was it was awesome yeah
1: cool what's your corner of the internet
2: my corner of the internet man I built one I built one for myself man it's dot a-n-y-i-m-a-l-i-k.com you go there you get all the little anya info
1: instagram twitter
2: yep that's okay. all it's all down there too cool.
1: uh awesome thank you for spending your saturday morning with us what oh, an amazing fave five and what a just i'm so glad to know you thank I you i feel
2: like yeah y'all your listeners know the hell out of me please Dev, uh, if you listen to this and you happen to meet me we don't have to refer back to any of the personal moments but uh but, say what's up but yeah. they they will know you and this will. is this is why it's, it's,
0: it's yeah. y-tune shuffle thank you so so much oh yeah thank yeah. you guys for having me. perfect guest